Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. Hello, hello everyone. It is Kate. Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I have an amazing guest today, my first guest on the podcast. I'm very excited. Uh, Psychic medium, Amy Brooks. So I'm not going to waste too much time here. We had uh, a great conversation about mediumship and just learning about her story and, you know, how she kind of discovered her spiritual gifts and came into this work. I do feel like the audio on my end isn't wonderful, so I apologize for that. I'm going to try. I got this like boom arm. I'm getting all this sophisticated podcasting stuff, guys, but I got a boom arm for my podcasting microphone and like an extra screen. I don't even know what's going on here, but, and it was my first time using Zoom for a guest interview. So anyway, I'm going to get some of those kinks worked out, but um, I think it should be, it's not the best quality, but it should suffice for this week. Uh, before we get into the interview, I just want to remind you that March 18th and 19th, I am training people. I am hosting a level one and two Holy Fire 3 Reiki training, and it's all on Zoom. So anyone can join. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. I would love to connect with you if you are feeling the nudge. So just check out uh, the show notes below and grab your spot. Would love to have you. So without further ado, here is our interview. This is how we do it. <laughs> I don't even know how to go. Da, 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 da. Wait, yeah. this is how we do it. Can you sing this? This, um, this is the song that's channeling through to me right now. This is how we do it. it. It's, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> and it's all right. right. The, the party's here on the west side. So I reached for my 40 and I lifted up. Oh, is that what it is? I would take the keys to my truck. Tr- yeah. That something because I'm faded. <laughs> Money. Uh, wait. Okay, I don't know the rest. It's a 40? I thought it was I reached for my homies. <laughs> I always say I reached for my 40 and well, I yeah, it up. that makes a lot more sense because reaching for your homies. I'm like, oh, well, he's <laughs> gathering in his homies. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. Um, welcome to the Heal Here podcast. Welcome to our sing-along. <laughs> welcome to our sing-along. It's funny. Um, our guest today, Amy Brooks, uh, we were chatting. Actually, I just recorded a podcast um, with her for her podcast, the Intuitive Rising podcast. And now we switched over to Zoom and we were using a different platform for hers. And we're on Zoom now. And I said, you're my first guest. And I don't even know how to introduce a guest. I don't even know what I'm doing here. And then she mentioned, I don't know, if did you mention about the song or did I? I said, I like when you sing on your podcast. <laughs> so let's do that. And then I was like, oh, I have a song coming through. I'm like, I don't even think I know all the words. And so... Yeah, Montel Jordan is with us in spirit today. Thank you, Montel. Uh, <laughs> but this is that the spirit is telling me this is how we do it. It's okay. We got your back. Yeah. You don't have to be nervous about your first uh, guest podcast. So 
Welcome, Amy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah. So Amy is someone like we have connected like through Instagram and uh, she was one of my students. I was honored to have her as a student in one of my, in my Reiki level one and two training, very gifted, intuitive and student and a medium. Anyway, I'll let her tell you a little bit more about herself and what she does, her work. Um, but I'm super grateful to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm just being reminded in the moment as well that not only am I your first podcast guest, I was in your first cohort of students. So, oh my gosh. Um, I just got, I literally yeah. just got goosebumps. I'm not joking. <laughs> I've had like goosebumps five times. Like I think like this morning since I've been talking to you and I'm not super, I never used to be clairsentient, but like, I don't know if it's the clairsentience where you're feeling the, or would you say that's so. clairsentience? Yeah, I would um, think so. Yeah. Feeling it in your body. But mm-hmm. um, it's funny lately, I've been feeling it more. And like, since I've been hanging out with you this morning, I've gotten goosebumps like <laughs> a bunch of times. Anyways, I get them all the time. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about your work, like what you do. Okay, so my name is Amy Brooks, and um, I am a evidential medium. My biz- my business is called The Intuitive Rising, so that's the podcast that you mentioned. Um, I'll start there, I guess, because I used to, like when I first launched my business, I was medium Amy Brooks. Like I wanted my name out there with my label, so to speak, but it's kind of branched into The Intuitive Rising, and that's come about very intuitively, um, LOL, uh, because <laughs> it's kind of been like a download, like you, I, spirit has been leading me to create community. So it's not just about me being needy, Mimi Brooks and what I can do for somebody. It's about creating community. Um, and I feel like you're all about that too. So I think it's only fitting that we're here kind of sharing the wealth and, 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 um, you know, hyping each other, um, by coming on each other's podcast. But so this is my business. I just celebrated four years in business on March 4th, which in itself is a story, (laughs) right? Like March 4th, right? So so good. I'll tell a story, but that remind me as we go, because there is an intuitive link to the date March 4th. Um, so I'm an evidential psychic medium, um, past life reader, a higher self reader, um, Reiki practitioner, although I haven't been practicing it for paying clients just yet. That's coming. Um, I, love it. I am a human design and an astrology enthusiast. I'm a mom of three sensitive and spirited children, um, highly psychic. One is even uh, a baby medium, I like to call mm-hmm. him. So I see that in the children. I'm a maritimer like you. I am born and raised in Nova Scotia, currently living in Ontario, but not for long because we're coming home. My husband is retiring after 24 years of service in the Canadian military. He has retired, I should say. And so we are returning to my home, not his home. He is from Ontario. So that's a little bit about me and my work. Like I said, I've been doing this for four years professionally. Well, really, I've been doing it my whole life. I <laughs> just did kind of an honest, like I didn't realize, um, didn't realize I could do what I could do. But now in hindsight, I could see that I've always been a medium. I've always been a psychic. I love that. Cause I, and I always wonder that with mediums, like I'm always curious about their story, whether, yeah, did you, were you having this communication with the other side, like from a very early age, or was this like kind of a gift that was dormant that 
that came out um, due to an experience or, you know, your spiritual awakening. And so I'd love, I would love to hear more about your story of awakening to this gift. I would say it's a little of both, which is interesting. Um, I guess, like I said, I feel like it's, it's lot, it's lot, it was lying dormant in the sense that I wasn't intentionally working with it. I don't even think I was aware of it. So in that sense, I say there's, it was dormant, but in hindsight, I can see, um, it's just like, I was looking at life with blinders on as we often do, knowing that things were kind of different about me, but not putting the connections piece, like the puzzle pieces together. So my story starts like way back in time. I'm now, you know, 43. Um, this kind of started, I started doing this work professionally at 39. Just, just, uh, you know, I just want to let the crowd know, listening, budding intuitives, never too late and you're never too old. And that's a direct quote from spirit. So you can, you can use it. It doesn't matter when you do your thing, as long as you do the thing. So don't get hung up on it's too late or I'm too old. So 39 years old. I love that. Right. Right? Spirit (laughs) gives it to me all the time. Just do it. It doesn't even matter if you're 95, as long as you do it. It's you, it's been, you've been a success. You've done it. Um, so I used to get really hung up in that whole aging time kind of process not so much anymore uh embracing life and age and so I'm happy to just go yeah 43 (laughs) started this at 39 but moving back in time I was six years old at the time I was an only child my sister was born uh that year like so I think my mom was expecting at this time and I was highly sensitive child um you know an empath for sure very introverted, but always craving connection and people and friendships. Um, always had like, I felt, I felt it was easy to like build friendships, but I always felt like there was something missing. I wanted to go deeper and like certainly deeper than most like school age children would want to go, you know, like I was that kid talking about past life experiences on the schoolyard. Um, cause I just, I was always <laughs> curious. I was always a seeker and I always wanted to go there, but I guess my story starts when I was six, I had a near death experience. So I can remember it in great detail, vivid detail. Um, I was watching Annie from like 1985, you know, or I don't even know what year it came out, but at least it was out then. And my mom was cleaning the house. I think it was just a regular Saturday. And I was like laying, I think I was kind of like laying, sitting, jumping on the couch as one does when you're six. And my mom brought out a snack. And I still remember to the day it was ants on a log. Do you remember? Ants on a log, right? Ants on a log. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was and she reminded me too. She's like, don't jump around. Don't lay down when you're eating. Make sure you're like sitting up. You know, I don't want you to choke. I choked. So I don't know what I was doing. I can't remember if I was jumping, if I was laying. I don't know. I just know that I was, I was choking. Um, I remember also that I didn't have a panic. Like I wasn't panicking, um, which is, I guess, unusual when you think about it, but I, I didn't feel panicked. I just remember I don't know if I found my mom or if she found me, but somehow I would, I, the next step I'm outside on our front step and we lived across the street from a, a high rise apartment building. And my mom was giving me the Heimlich and she was yelling help. Um, and I remember this because I was viewing this experience from a bird's, bird's eye view as if I was outside of my body viewing what was happening. So I could see my mom's face. I could see the panic. I can tell you what she was wearing. Uh, my lips were purple my face was like bright red. I was limp in her arms and I saw it. So awful. That's um, so scary. 
scary, but you know, for, like, and I think of a, as a parent, like I, I've been always like triggered by the thought of choking and still cutting my teenager's grapes in quarters, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, as it was happening to me, it wasn't scary. There was no panic. Um, what I remember, but the situation is feeling really warm and feeling weightless, like floating. Um, I guess almost like in utero kind of feeling when you think about it. And I remember that feeling looking at myself as in a bird's eye view. And I remember that I wasn't alone. Um, at the time, I don't know if I, if I actually saw physical like spirit, like people in front of me, but I, I sensed similar to like when you're working with energy or you sense somebody's presence come in, you might not always be able to see their face and know who they are, but you know, somebody's there and you can feel their presence. So I felt like a lot of presence, a lot of people around, um, they felt connected to me and they felt all older. Uh, so I felt like this is probably ancestors, right? Um, I don't, don't think, think I thought about that at six, but in hindsight, when I think about the experience, I, I know that they were ancestors. In fact, I know one of them specifically um, as I've connected to her through mediumship since, but I heard telepathically, you know, um, it's not your time. You have to go back. Which I think is a common experience when I've heard other people yeah. talk about near-death experiences and, and common also with like the no fear. I've heard that as well. There's no yeah. fear. It's like it's a just, feeling of peace. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's really hard to understand. And I know that like when I've connected to people's past loved ones and they have explained the passing, the transition to me, it's often been very similar. It's just kind of a weightless. I'm not in my body anymore, but I'm aware of my body. In fact, I have a story about my dad, in which I saw some him bird's eye view as well, which we can talk about as we go. But that was my first experience. I obviously lived to tell the day um, the celery came out. Uh, my mom was doing the Heimlich. It eventually came out. I remember having a really sore throat and tasting mm. blood in my throat. But don't remember like what happened afterwards. And, you know, certainly we didn't talk about this. It was never like a discussion around the table. Nobody ever was like, remember that time Amy had a near-death experience. It was, I felt as if it was almost as if it didn't happen. We just didn't really talk about it or even the impact of it. And that's kind of a theme of my life. Um, and in fact, in uh, episode two of my podcast, The Intuitive Rising, I talk in depth about all of this for over an hour. And, and, you know, I talk about how with each major life thing that kind of happened, there was a theme of we didn't talk about it or then I didn't talk about it, you know? And, and so I think that's a theme for me in just like not being aware and missing things because I didn't put any stock to them, you know, like maybe after that experience, another person would go, whoa, like I just experienced spirit. I'm going to like research this. I'm going to investigate them. I'm going to bring it in. No, um, maybe it's because we didn't talk about it in general. I just didn't think it was a thing. Maybe I think I made it all up. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really know. I know it actually happened. Right. But at the time I didn't really think too much of it, but something shifted in me after that. I felt like my sensitivity was amped up. So like the things in my home life bothered me more. I picked up on people's energy more. I felt like I struggled at relating to people more. It felt like, yeah, this is too surface. Like even as a kid, I'm like, this is just surface. Like this is not worth my time. Um, 
it's just funny <laughs> because at the same time, I, I put myself in so many situations where I was not choosy enough uh, with the energy that I surrounded myself with. But fast forward um, many, many years um, all through high school, I think I just kind of like turned it off a little, um, at least consciously. I turned it off. I did not listen to my intuition. I had a sense of knowing it was always right but I never listened to it. And then I had in my, in my mid twenties, I got pregnant with my oldest child who's now 17. And, uh, this was an unexpected pregnancy. I just graduated university the month before my husband and I were like, kind of like, I don't know if we were like, we were kind of on the rocks, you know, like it was mm -hmm. kind of, it shook us and we were like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? But I realized I was pregnant very, very early on. Like we're talking about like maybe 10 days post-conception. Wow. Because I dreamt of her. So I had this dream of this little baby girl and I was holding her like this. So I couldn't see her face, but I knew she was a girl. She had a pink bonnet on and I was standing on my grandparents' porch and I was waving that to them as they drove off. And I was with this little girl and her name was Abigail. And I woke up it's like, it just like, I couldn't shake it. I'm like, Oh, like that felt like it was real. Like, what was that? Uh, I went to work. I was working for capital health uh, in Halifax at the time in, uh, as admin in, in human resources. And, uh, after like a couple hours, I said to my coworker, I had this really weird dream last night. Like, do you want to hear what it was? And she's like, yeah. And then I told her and she's like, do you think maybe you should take a pregnancy test? And I was like, no, I am. I'm not pregnant. And uh, she's like, I don't know. So like, as the afternoon went on, I was like, maybe I should. <laughs> so after she left, I stayed late. I walked through uh, the hospital down to the cap by the cafeteria. There was a pharmacy there, bought a test, came back to my office, sat on the bathroom floor and took the test by myself. And sure enough, it was positive. And I thought, okay, so I think I just dreamt of my baby. Wow. The girl and her <laughs> name is Abigail. It's funny. I just have to say, I've, I've been... I, I have like a client who has dreams and like, it's, I feel like I was hearing about it the other day too. Are they called precognition dreams or precognitive right. dreams, I guess. But it's yeah. just so interesting how we all, I feel like we all are connected to spirit. We all have intuition, but like we receive our messages in different ways. Like, I don't feel like I ever have dreams like that, but then it's so cool to hear about people who, who receive messages in that way mm -hmm. from spirit. It's so cool. It must That's, have been freaky though. <laughs> it was freaky and everybody thought it was crazy. I will tell you that. So I, I said right from the get-go, this is a girl. Her name is Abigail. Like there's no other names on the table. It's that's her name. Um, at the time in Halifax at the IWK, you could not find your what the what the gender or sex of your baby was. They wouldn't tell you uh, during your routine ultrasounds. The only way you could find out is if you went to the seventh floor which was the specialized uh, floor. They didn't even have UC Baby or anything at the time. We're talking, this is 2005. So it was just like, you just can't find out. I don't know if it was similar like that in PEI. You had your yeah, kids you, a couple of years after that. Yeah, you couldn't find out. You couldn't find no, out, right. No. So um, I don't think, I didn't want to find out, but I don't think that you could. I think people were going off island to, and you'd have to pay a private agency or something to find yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if there was a private agency at the time with my second child, a few years later, there was a UC baby, uh, company where they did, uh, gender reveals uh, through ultrasound. But, um, at the time in 2005, there was nothing. 
in Nova Scotia to my knowledge. So I just had to sit with this and know my truth. And um, I ended up decorating the whole nursery. The walls were painted pink. Uh, oh no, they were green. Sorry. But I bought these like wooden letters from Michael's of her name, like A, B, I, G. And I painted them in pink. They're hanging on the wall. They, everything in the room, all the clothes are there. And my, my spouse is my husband. Now he was like, you're crazy. Like this is going to come out a boy and we're out all this money because you like, this is crazy. And I'm like, no, I can't tell you how I know, but I know. Um, and then I developed preeclampsia. I was put on bed rest. I was in fact sent to the seventh floor. They did ask me, do you want to know? I was eight and a half months pregnant at the time. And I said, yes, I only because I want confirmation that I was right. I want to go see I'm right. Sure enough. Yes, girl, uh, named her Abigail, uh, struggled a lot after that pregnancy. She, uh, is a highly sensitive baby. That's what the doctor told me, uh, right from the get go. She's a highly sensitive baby. Um, I forget the term, but there's like a doctor called Dr. Sears that studies. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Have yeah. you ever heard of him? Yeah. yeah. I've read um, his books. I think, is it the happy baby? Uh, happy something. Oh gosh, I gotta go, but I'm sure I have it somewhere. Yeah. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So my GP actually was like, yeah, this baby is not a baby that's going to be able to sleep without you for a while. Cause she was like crying her head off and disturbing everybody else in the little bassinet. Uh, so this was a year of just constant crying. Um, you know, couldn't put her down. Hey, this really... is the same experience. Sorry. It's my, with you? my with first, friend. no, my daughter, my first, daughter. My, my oldest daughter, and just very like couldn't put her down I think she's highly sensitive and like just a totally different experience with my youngest daughter I was like oh I thought all babies are supposed to just cry all the time but I'm wondering and this my oldest daughter is highly intuitive like there's so many stories anyway but I think it's connected I think it's like a I, I, I have an awareness in here and I'm frustrated because I can't tell you what I need right, right? or right. what's bugging me. So this really like harmed me in terms of my mental health. And I did not uh, get help with it at all through that whole pregnancy. I just struggled. And I mean, I was having some really, really dark thoughts. Um, I couldn't close my eyes without imagining something terrible happening to her, um, looking back, I'm just like, whoa, like, what was I doing? Why didn't I get any help? Um, you know, I never, I never had any, um, feelings of like wanting to harm her. I was afraid that if I took my eyes off of her, that something would harm her. So I had to be on high alert 24 yeah. seven. Um, and I kind of like lost my identity. Cause I had gone from being this like one month out of like a college graduate, a month out starting a brand new job. Um, you know, making kind of a, an, um, a life for myself to being a mom with a screaming baby that I can't like not, I have to have her on me all the time. So I felt like I lost my identity. Um, and yeah, about when she was close to two, I conceived again. So this was a story in itself because I, this is a long story. Are you in for my spiritual waking story? Cause it's really long. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, there's so many things and I feel like I can't leave them out because they all play a part. Um, conceived again, this time did not know right away. I believe it was because at the time, my uncle, who is my dad's younger brother, passed away really suddenly in his mid forties, not much older than I am right now um, the couple of days before Christmas. And, um, the, obviously I was grieving. We were all 
rocked with this information. And then a couple of weeks later, my beloved grandfather uh, passed away of um, dementia, Alzheimer's after uh, you know a few years with that. And so there was just a lot going on in my life. And I was definitely disconnected from my intuition because I was just in survival mode. But I had traveled to Ontario because my grandparents lived there at the time of my father, my grandfather's passing and uh, to, to attend his funeral. And I was newly pregnant, probably like 10, 11 weeks at this point. I remember asking my grandmother, my mother, if they could watch my daughter so that I could go lay down for a bit. Because, you know, like that first trimester when you're like, I am just... <sighs> swimming underwater. I am so tired. Uh, So I went and had a nap and I had this really life-changing experience. So this would be the first time that I remember having a spiritual visitation in a dream, a past loved one coming through. Now, I don't know, maybe, maybe the, maybe my daughter, the dream about my daughter and discovering I was pregnant that way was a spiritual visitation. Like maybe that was her visiting me. I don't really know, but This was the first time that a past loved one came through to me in a dream. And I often tell my clients, like, you'll know if you dream of your loved one, because you probably won't forget the details. It will feel very, very real because it was very, very real. Um, But I dreamt of him coming to me, telling me that I was having a boy, telling me that um, basically kind of like the purpose of life. Uh, He told me that, we do come back, that reincarnation is real, that we do have a choice in who we're coming back as and when we're coming back. Um, And he was coming back to tell me that he was coming back as my son. Wow. Yeah. It makes me still to this day, it's been, my son is now turning 15 this year and I still get emotional when I think about it. Yeah. That's Uh, amazing. It was amazing. And, uh, Yeah. So this, so then, then I, you know, then I, um, kind of knew, okay, this is a boy, you know, I intuitively knew he was a boy. My dreams were very, vivid, very, very vivid, sorry, throughout the pregnancy. In fact, uh, his name came to me in a dream. I dreamt that my husband and I were eating outside, having a picnic. We were older, probably like 50 something. And we were talking about our kids and we were like, And then Simon, and then our son, Simon, and then my son, Simon. And we kept saying the word Simon. So I was like, okay, his name is Simon. (laughs) All my kids, all their names. I never purposely picked one. My husband didn't even have a choice. I'm like, so. (laughs) You're like, this has been divined. It is in, it's written in the stars. Right. You can choose the middle names. That's it. You get the last name. That's it. Sorry. I'm picking all the first name. Right. And they joke. They're like, yeah, I think we picked our names. And I was like, yeah, I think you did. So um, there's been some crazy stuff. Uh, He's my child who I intuitively feel like is a medium. Let me tell you about another dream I had when I was pregnant with him. I had this dream that we were all at my grandmother's house and my uncle was like, my dad was there, my mom. My uncle was there, but he was there in spirit. And I knew this in the dream. And Simon was sitting in a uh, car seat, you know, like the little kid car, the little baby car seat that clicks into the stroller. And he he was sitting on the table in that. And everybody was uh, gathered around the table staring at him. And we were staring at him because since he had been born, he hadn't opened his eyes. Right. So I'm like, okay. so we're staring at him, waiting for him to open his eyes. And then my grandmother, her voice says, oh, my God, John, he can see you. So my uncle John was in spirit. And so what the, what, it, what came about in the stream was that my son opened his eyes in the dream and tracked 
John across the room. He was in spirit. So it came through. Simon will be a seer. Um, wow. Right? That's so, so cool. crazy. So crazy. And that's the way it came through. And I've been called a seer, certainly probably 10 times in my life from strangers. Um, so yeah, that's the first two pregnancies. And then oh, I by, had, sorry, did, yeah. by strangers who didn't even know that you do this work. Oh yeah. Or, oh really? They just could feel like energetically. I had, idea. yeah, I had a woman stop me in the Halifax shopping center. One day I was coming back from the doctors with Simon and Abby, and I was walking through the mall killing time. And, uh, I hadn't said anything like nobody had followed me, nothing like, I was just going about my business, walking through the mall. And this older woman came up to me. She got in my space, which made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. She stopped me. She put her hand on my arm and she said, he will be fine now because uh, we were behind on his vaccinations. Okay. And she's like, he'll be fine now. He, cause you get you, you're caught up on his vaccinations. He'll be just fine. And I was just like, what? Like it freaked me out that she said this. And then I said, what, like, what's this about? And she said, you she all she said to me was he will be fine now and then she said when you are one you know one and I said what does that mean like this is creepy right yeah. when you are one you know one and I was like what does that mean and she said you will you are a seer and you will discover soon that you are a seer wow you must have like, were you like what I was are freaked out about? I was like I had really bad anxiety because she got in my in my face she had her hand on me and she was talking about my children right and that they will be fine and I was like I'm scared to death. Like, just get away from me. And that is not the way to do it. Energy people, energy yeah. sensitive people, don't do that to people. But that's the kind of stuff that happened to me quite a few times. I also remember I went to um, a friend's house. She was having like a, a potluck get together with a bunch of women. And she was studying Reiki at the time. Not studying, sorry. She was taking Reiki level one and two. And her Reiki master came to the house to offer readings to the guest and I went in the room and uh he did a reading for me and he told me that I was a seer and he said you will be doing this work in the next five to ten years and wow. I was like I don't think so mm. full circle moment he follows me on all social media no and way <laughs> I, I swear and I messaged him one day and I was like so do you remember and he's like oh my god I do remember that but I didn't know that was you <laughs> like, are you serious full circle moment yeah he didn't remember it was you. No, he goes, I remember saying that to somebody, but I didn't clue in that you were that person that I said that to when I started following you. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> like, nuts. What the heck? Oh. Yeah. So it was just a lot of that stuff. Wow. And that's, yeah. that's, cr I can't believe that people were literally mm -hmm. stopping you and saying that. That's, a, that's amazing. Sorry. I interrupted so you. You were, you no, were talking. No. It didn't feel so amazing at the time. I was just like, oh, what is this? Um, then I had a, a third baby. Um, and soon after that, things just really started to unfold. So this was in 2016. I had a friend, I had met a friend right before I conceived him and she would have conceived her child at the same time. So we went through our pregnancies together. Um, and soon after her child was born, she, her mediumship abilities opened up and so I feel like she was that like initiator for me in some way like yeah. we were meant to me and everything kind of opened up soon after but I was her guinea pig for a year she did readings on me all the time and um 
Yeah. So that was opening up stuff. I had, I went for a coffee date during that year too, with a, a new friend of mine, sat down with her. I had my little, my little guy with me, my baby at this time. And as soon as I looked at her, I saw in my mind's eye, a baby to the left of her, a face. And I was like, can I, can, she was like, what? Cause she could tell I kept looking. And I said, can I, I, I was like, I don't know how to bring this up. She's like, just do it. I'm, a, I'm an open book. So I told her what I was seeing. I was like, are you trying to have a baby? And her face just went, and she's like, what? And I said, I, every time I look at you, there's a baby to the left of you. And she's like, we haven't told a soul, but yes, we are. Wow. And I, so I stayed with it. Um, I guess that was kind of a first reading in a sense. Um, because I brought through things about that child. And actually it's funny because she just messaged me the other day and she goes, remember you brought through a little girl in a, in a striped soccer outfit. And she goes, look, and she sent me a picture of her daughter um, in her soccer outfit. Um, Cause wow. that came through, but stuff like that was coming through and I still didn't clue in on a medium. <laughs> <laughs> the universe was like, what is happening? Uh, it, I always say the catalyst was my dad passing away. So he passed away really suddenly in January of 2018. He went in for a routine day surgery. Uh, the surgery went fine, but the recovery did not. Uh, so after six days in the hospital, he passed away. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Uh, this happened back in Nova Scotia and I was here in Ontario. It was super unexpected. Uh, he had actually passed away uh alone in the hospital room without anybody realizing and then my mom came in to pick him up because that was the day he was going home and she found him uh, we don't know how long he was there maybe a half an hour we don't know how long it had been but he uh you know she alerted everyone doctors came in worked on him for 45 minutes got his heart beating again but it was he had been gone for so long there was just no way he could survive this so he was put in on life support and I was told that there's no way I could make it in time to say goodbye in person because he was going to pass that day so I had to say goodbye on the phone that's so hard it was so hard but I will tell you, I'm getting emotional as I talk about it. I haven't in so long. I can talk about it freely now and not cry, but I feel emotional. Uh, in that moment, as I was saying goodbye to him, I was in my mind's eye given again with this bird's eye view thing. I saw the room. I saw the door, the room number. I saw the nurses and the doctor's name on the whiteboard. I saw who was in the room and what they were wearing. Wow. And I was like, what is happening? I confirmed like, you know, I, after I had said, um, I can't remember if I said to my mom or one of my siblings who were there in person, is the room this, does it say this on the board? Yes. But we were all kind of in an out of body experience because we were saying goodbye. So we weren't like really putting the paces together, but I'm like, whoa. Um, but I felt in that moment that my dad was showing me that he was already gone. His spirit was already gone. It was just his body there. And that, and what he said was, I don't want to go, but I have to, they say, I'm going to go today, but I'm not, I'm going tomorrow. And I'm doing that on purpose because that, you know, that was so in keeping with his personality. Like he said, I'm going to fight like hell. I want to show that I will fight like hell. So I'm going to last till tomorrow. And they're going to be like, no, there's no way that could happen, but it will. And it did. Um, 
So I felt like obviously I grieved deeply uh, for this loss, but I felt a sense of peace like immediately because of that connection, knowing that he was gone, but he wasn't really gone. Um, and that I somehow could connect to that. I didn't know how yet, but I knew that it was possible. That's so, I can't believe that you had that image of the hospital room, mm -hmm. like, and you were able to see, see that so clearly. Mm -hmm. Like, is that one of your, when in your mediumship reading readings is the clairvoyance piece. Is that how you're getting a lot of your messages through those visions? Would you say that's the most strong clair that you have or? Um, so I do use all of them uh, in my readings, but the ones that I feel like are relied upon the most by spirit is clairvoyance and clairsentience. So I find a lot of the sessions that I do, um, they'll get really deep in the sense of uh, spirit will use me to convey how they felt about something. Do they lean on my, I maybe because I'm a highly sensitive person, maybe because I'm an empath and I feel all the things um, that I am able to convey the sentiment. Um, but I find that's a big one and clairvoyance is huge. Like, mm. and even in like your, when we were doing Reiki, um, the healing sessions with you, or the, the uh, virtual yeah, the group experiences. The group experiences. Yeah. Uh, when I would share the things that came through, a lot of them were visual. So I feel like I'm very highly visual. Yes. Um, I always see spirit when they come through. They always describe themselves to me. I will get like, okay, it's it's a woman. She's like, I don't ask for information. I just relay what they give me. But I normally always get certain things about their face or their body or their stature, something. I'll be able to identify them somehow. And they show it to me. Um, through my clairvoyance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amy and I were talking in her podcast about how in these Reiki experiences, we would come out of them and we would end up having like similar visuals and messages coming through. And it was just so cool that we would have our individual experiences, but then we'd have these things in common that like these messages we received, which was really, really cool. So you're quite clairvoyant too then, right? Yeah. And I, like, I try, I was thinking the other day, like, what are my, cause I feel like, you know, from what I know is most people have two clairs that are, seem to be the strongest. And then that we have clairs, but it's like, we have these stronger clairs and we can develop the other clairs. And mm -hmm. I've, I've been finding through my Reiki practice and my Reiki trainings, it's really opened up my clairs because in the beginning I, I was clairvoyant everything I would see was like a movie like mm -hmm. when I when I get guidance for other people or for myself I'd see it play out like a movie mm -hmm. but then I I feel like through my Reiki training I've developed the other ones and as I was mentioning today with even just like getting the like goosebumps or chills as like a confirmation like I I never felt the Reiki energy in my body like a lot of people I know feel the Reiki energy mm -hmm. so much in their body like my husband felt his heart chakra open when he had his mm -hmm. attunement. I haven't, I didn't have those experiences. And that was actually a big hurdle for me. When I started practicing Reiki, I couldn't feel it flowing through my hands and most people can. So mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know, you question, is this really happening? If like all these people are talking about these sensations, I'm not getting them, but I was getting these visuals. visuals. And yeah. so I knew something was happening because I couldn't make up the stuff like and the guidance I was getting for people. So it's a, important for people to know that don't compare yourself to other people, but also, um, yeah, we get our information, our intuition, you know, our messages from spirit come in different ways and you can develop 
yeah, you can develop your clairs and, and open them up. And I'm noticing that now I'm so happy that I keep getting chills as confirmation, mm -hmm. like the last couple of days, especially, but in this morning with you, I've, and even before we logged on, I had, I got chills like during my client session and then even messaging somebody else this morning. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm, I'm opening that side of myself up and it's, it's exciting to me. It's exciting that it's Very like this, this new, this new way to communicate with spirit and a confirmation, a way of receiving co confirmation that I have never had before. So kind of love that. And, and just to talk about what you were saying about that message, that important message that you shared at the beginning about it's never too late, mm -hmm. like to, to start this work. I really am of the belief. Cause I had the same thing, like, yeah, what the heck? Like you waited till, you know, I'm 43 as well. You waited till mm -hmm. I'm 43. I could have been doing this work before, but I do believe that like, all my experiences, like I needed to have all of these yes. experiences and varied experiences to be able to help other people. And I notice it more and more, like I attract, um, I don't know if you have this, this, uh, if, if this happens to you, but in my, I took holistic health, like at the integrative, integrative Institute, Inti Institute of integrative nutrition, IIN, <laughs> I took my holistic health coach, coaching training in what, like, two, I don't even know a, a while ago. And, uh, I'm like, I'm not even going to try. I always try to think of dates on this podcast. And I'm like, I'm just going to say a while ago because I mm -hmm. always <laughs> say the wrong dates probably. Um, but we learned about the concept of mirroring and that you tend to attract clients that yeah. are mirroring, like going through challenges that you are going through or have gone through. And I find it like every time I have a client, I'm like, Oh, great. <laughs> like, what is this showing me about myself? Because it's yeah. always something about me that I'm working through now or have worked through. So like, I believe like, and I've heard Danielle Sarank, the Squamish medium talk about this. She when like, I've studied, you know, different things with her. And she says like a light about mediumship in particular, a life well lived is, I don't know her expression, but it's like for mediums, especially living this varied life and having all that life experience, yes. then you have these points of reference during That's your right. readings to pull from, to, to be able to better relay the information to your clients. Mm -hmm. So right. do you find that with like the mirroring or with, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, even before I like on my website now, there's like, there's a video introduction where I kind of give my brief story. There's, there's background information about me. So you would be able to quickly, uh, you know, see that I have lost a father in spirit. Um, but even before I put that stuff in, I was finding that probably at least 60, maybe even getting close to 70% of my clients also had lost a father. So I thought, hmm, interesting, mm -hmm. right? There's a commonality here. Why am I attracting people that have lost fathers? And, th and now it just feels like still, I, I see like readings come in, um, there's like themes that come in, right? Yeah. So I don't remember every single reading that I do because I think it would be impossible, right? Like when you're channeling the information, it's just kind of flowing through you. So I don't remember every detail, but there are some that sit with me and have sit, sat with me for years. And I know that those are the ones that really had a message for me too. Um, and, you know, my father and I in life didn't always have the greatest experience. There was a lot of disconnect with us. Um, and so I always had wished and hoped for this closer connection and relationship and didn't have it. 
So I, I think it's really, really beautiful that he is the person in spirit to be guiding me because I can tell you, I've had many readings with other people since he's passed. And every single time my dad comes through, Hey, do you know your dad's a guide? Yes, I do. <laughs> and I think it's amazing. You know, he's even come through to show, I had a reading with some mediumship students once and they were like, your dad's showing me this, all the scenes and things that he missed and he's trying to make up for it now. Wow. That's so beautiful to know that. Like that's why mediumship is so healing is that it can bring such closure and, and also just bring such peace to people's lives. That's right. Yeah. Like it's such a, like, I, I sometimes don't think people even maybe fully see mediumship as like Mm -hmm. healing modality. Like I see it as a healing modality. I don't know if it if what it would be classified as, but that's, I see it as literally a healing modality. And yeah, there's so many misconceptions with mediumship. Like, I feel like that's part of what I'm here to do. A spirit is always kind of pushing my boundaries in the sense, pushing me out of my comfort zone. Spirit has been doing that with me since the very beginning. I'm just getting used to it, allowing myself to be pushed through now. But, um, you know, I feel I don't even know where I was going with that. I need to like take a moment. Do you ever get like, like oh. you're saying something and then you're like, what was I just saying? We were just I talking. No, <laughs> we were just talking about ADHD in her podcast. Um, I hello. definitely have ADHD. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like you'll be talking and then you'll be like, what is my, my awareness oh. is taking me here or my awareness yeah. is taking me I here. I know. I wonder if it's an intuitive thing too, because it's like, I feel like maybe, and we talked about, we were talking about, yeah, ADHD and maybe what did you say that, that person said it's like you there's part of you in a different dimension or how did she phrase yeah, it I had said to somebody that I had ADHD and she goes oh honey that's wonderful your attention your attention is dialed into a higher dimension and I said yeah I'm I claim that. that I yeah. claim that <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that. yeah my husband would definitely say that my attention's in a different dimension <laughs> half the time he's yeah. probably like what the hell dimension are you on right now but um <laughs> or heck is this, if this is my podcast, is this explicit or clean? Is your, <laughs> is your podcast explicit or clean? Uh, or do it you says be- clean, but I think I've used a few swear words a few times. So apologies. Um, oh. I think, does yours say clean too? Or does well, I think you can go into, well, I think I have like an overarching, I put it explicit <laughs> at in the beginning and then I'm like, oh, I used to drop a lot of F-bombs back in the day, but I feel like I've, I've, I don't swear as much as usual. So I'm like, maybe I'm okay. Uh, so I put it as clean, but I, I think I can go into each episode and put explicit, but, um, right. but anyway, uh, we digress. I was going to ask you, like, if you could share any misconceptions oh, like, or yeah, comment. Yes. Yeah. Misconceptions. Okay. There are tons. I feel like it's part of my role here to do that as, you know, like a modern medium. Um, cause so many people think of mediumship as like, you know, that like woman in the tent at the fair, who's like at the crystal ball. <laughs> yeah. like, um, That's what people think about first and foremost. Mediumship is, first of all, I want to start, and this might be controversial because you might not agree because I actually feel like way back when I put up a poll in my stories on Instagram, is mediumship and psychic, is a, a psychic and a medium different or are they the same thing? And I feel like you said you thought they might be similar, but I don't know. Uh, I feel sure. like you phrased the question. Maybe I phrased different. it. Wrong. I think you phrased it differently than that. Um, you you tell me what you think. 
and or what you believe so in. To all. me, they're different. I think they're different, but okay. maybe and but maybe at the time, maybe, maybe I, I worded it totally different. May, and, and I feel like you. I thought there was something around. Do you think you have to be? Or maybe you said, are all medium psychic? Maybe or I said all that. Psych- I don't know, but maybe I maybe I misinterpreted it. But you tell me, you tell me your philosophy. Okay. Um. So I believe that there are two different things. I believe that there's many intuitive people that pick up on psychic hits, certainly, but that doesn't mean that they're also going to be able to connect to somebody's past loved one in spirit. So do you think, I believe everybody has the ability though, I do. to connect. Okay. I do as well. Yeah. yeah. I believe It's just that. a matter of whether or not they're working with it and their awareness is to do so. Like if they've developed in a way that they can. Right. Like I believe, I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't believe all psychics are mediums, but maybe are all medium psychic. I don't yes. know. You can tell me that. I think they are. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that you have to have the psychic piece in order to be a medium. Right. But like I said, in sense. the past, I would have, if somebody asked me years ago, if I was psychic, I wouldn't have said I'm a psychic. Like I could do this work for you, but I would say I definitely have psychic hits. I definitely pick up on things. Yeah. Right. I have the psychic ability, but I didn't have the mediumship ability to my awareness. So I think that I do agree that I think that anybody could be a medium. Do I think that everybody will be a medium? No, because no. I feel like it has to do with your particular life path. Um, you totally. know, if that's, if you want to do that, like, are you interested in it? If you are, there's probably a reason that you are. And I do feel like you can build upon it and it can be become developed. Developed. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. And like people sure. can receive people can receive signs like from and and confirmation or feelings of support from their loved ones. But that yes. doesn't necessarily mean these people are going to be able to converse or like get that specific information like you would get, but they can still have that connection to the other Absolutely. side. Yeah. I always say to people, I think I even have it on my website somewhere. A medium is not someone who is creating a connection they are validating an already existing connection. So I'm just validating right. that they're around you. You might already sense them, right? But um, not everybody might be have their mediumship developed to the point where not only that can they sense spirit, but they can, there's a relationship and there's a, a way to communicate because communicating with spirit is very multifaceted. It's actually kind of mind blowing how many things happen all at once. Oh yeah, and, and how the information comes <laughs> yeah. in and, and, and to then piece it together, it's like it together a puzzle. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you have to be able to. The information is there, but it's like always to me. Like that's why I find it so fascinating when it's like in a reading, trying to piece together all these. Sometimes I get an image, and then I'm hearing something, and then a, a knowing, and it's like piecing it all together to make sense to the person mm-hmm. and putting mm-hmm. it together. And it's funny, I do get. I, I sometimes get people past loved ones. Like I had a reading, maybe it was, um, Monday or I don't even know what date is. Yeah. Monday night. And this person's grandmother came through with very specific information for the person, but I'm not a trained medium. And that's not something that always happens in my sessions, but like it happens sometimes, sometimes it happens. And 
I find it really cool. And I'm interested. I definitely am interested in developing that. Like, and um, I was, yeah, the Squamish medium, I was going to take her initiation. I was go- meaning to, there's been two times I was going to take it. And then I, things happened and I wasn't able to take it, but I do feel like I'm being called to develop in that way as well. But yeah, I think if those things are happening for you, then it means that you could very well do it. Cause I think it, like, we'll get back to misconceptions in just a minute. Cause I realized I, I didn't fully answer the question, but like, um, you know, I believe that, um, things happen in divine timing. Like we already talked about, like it's you're it's coming to you at the right time because of the buildup and all the life experiences you needed to have to happen. Um, but you know, for the first, until I was 38, like I'm often asked, like, how did you not know you were a medium before that? Well, in hindsight, I can see I was, but I just wasn't connecting it and because I feel like this work is not only about having the awareness, it's about putting the intention behind it. In fact, the very thing that really clicked that made me realize, okay, like I know I can communicate with spirit. I've had, I've been communicating, spirit's been visiting me for a lifetime in my dreams. So I know that I can. And then with the spirits with my dad, I know that I can. But like the thing that was holding me back is, but how, like, I felt like I was just waiting. I'm just waiting for them to come to me. But like, how do I go to them? Because you need to be able to do that. If you're going to offer this as a service, you can say, I'm a psychic medium. I can connect your loved ones. Then you need to do it on demand. So I didn't know how to do that. So the piece for me at age 38, where I was like, okay, I'm a medium was me realizing this is a two-way street. And that if I, if they're coming to me, it means I can go to them. And that was life-changing to have that light bulb moment. Because then I was like, oh, and actually I'll tell you the story of how I did my first ever reading besides that kind of more intentional reading, I will say, because the piece where my friend and the baby was coming through, yeah, that was a reading, but like intentionally sitting down and saying, okay, I'm connecting to spirit for somebody. This happened for my mom. I connected to my dad for my mom. And what had happened was I was invited by that friend I already mentioned that I am. had the that discovered she was a medium soon after she had her baby she invited me to join like a free um, Facebook training with another medium um and so I joined it and funny enough Danielle Sarank was in that um, okay same thing because I saw her on the on the little box on the zoom box and yeah. afterwards I was like hey who was um, who was the leader? it was Lindsay Marino okay yeah, I've heard her yeah. talk about her yeah, yeah. So I joined this at like lunchtime on Facebook one day and she had talked about, okay, so say spirit gives you a picture of a bicycle. Okay. You got a bicycle in your head. What, what, like, okay, you got a bicycle. There's a message here, but what she advised us to do is to take it a step further by when you get that piece with the bicycle, don't just stop with that piece of evidence. Use all your senses. What do you smell? What do you, is there a taste? Like, can you taste something? Is there something you smell something, you hear something, what's going on in the environment. So you make it like, uh, you know, it, it becomes real. It's not right. just a picture. So I was like, oh, um, and then after that, a couple, a couple hours later, I was sweeping the kitchen floor and I had this download come in and this thought, and it was like, how come when you, um, you know, when, when you, like, when you connected to that friend's little baby, you, trusted that and you knew that that was spirit or you know that it's spirit when you dream of them but why like if your dad somebody close to you pops in your head do you not think that that's him why is that just a thought 
And I went, your ego, your ego. Right. And I was like, Hmm, interesting. So I said, the next time my dad pops in my head, I'm going to take it a step further and initiate contact and create a, a, like a talk. We're going to have a chat. So sweeping the floor, dad pops in my head. My dad constantly sends me Tom Petty songs. (laughs) Oh yeah. um, You said that (laughs) all the time. Right. Um, Last picture, last time I ever saw him, he had Tom Petty shirt on. Um, wasn't wasn't there something I just got goosebumps again shocking but wasn't there something like on one of my matcha pours did I do Tom Petty free yes, falling and then you mess but it was on a significant day it was it gave you a confirmation and I forget what that was I don't know if it was his birthday because his birthday is in September I feel like it was that's so I just remember that I was yeah. like you're like this is very significant to me <laughs> and you were like I wasn't even going to put this song on yeah. and it popped into my head and that's what happens yeah. like with my matcha pours I like, sometimes I go like looking for song. Like I love just being intuitively guided to songs that come in my head. Anyway, it's just interesting that that day I just, yeah. I was thinking of it. I think I was thinking of a different song and then I, it just free fall and popped in my head. I was like, okay, I have to put, I have yeah. to, I have to pour my matcha <laughs> to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, he sends me them all the time. And I think, and I like, it's funny because just the other day I was like, Hey Siri, play me a song. And Tom Petty song comes on. It's just like all the time. So I think a, a Tom Petty song came in my head in this moment. And I was like, okay, dad, you're here. And so I was like, talk to me. Right. And so, and then I was waiting to hear what was coming in. I think it's important to know because I, I don't know. I didn't know this at the time that when I connect the spirit, I'm not hearing their voice. They don't right. have a voice anymore. I'm hearing my head voice. Yeah. Right. I, so I, I knew you were going to say that. I was always waiting to hear like somebody's voice, right? Like another voice. No, you, you more often than not, you're hearing yes or head voice, right? And so I I was here. I think that's a, a huge piece in this, oh. too, right? Like it's just the awareness of like, oh, oh, okay. Like all I'm so these- glad you brought that up because I think so many people don't mm-hmm. realize is that they think it's going to be this booming voice or the person's voice yep. that they know or whatever. It's like your message is coming through you can mistake them for your own thoughts because it's your own voice. Most times for most people, it's your own voice. It sounds like your own voice in your head. And it's like, oh, I'm just, this is just me thinking. And it's like, no. And it's using, developing that almost discernment and being able to to trust when messages are coming through or somebody's communicating with you. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Anything that I'm not purposely thinking of, I take it as a spirit. Right. Whether or not it, I'm, it's a divine download, whatever. Like I give myself yeah. no credit for any of my good ideas. It's all spirit. <laughs> yeah. I love, well, I love, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not that you don't have good ideas. <laughs> Maybe it's my higher self. Right. Like I, I don't know, but I always yeah. take anything that I'm not like purposely intentionally yeah. thinking of. I trust that that is spirit. I love that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad, right. I listened. I'm like, so what do you want to talk about today? Why are you here? What do you have to say? In my head voice, I heard, call your mom. I have things to say to your mom. Hmm. I'm like, okay, then. So I get on the phone to call my mom. She's back in Nova Scotia. I'm here in Ontario. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, nothing. And I said, do you, I said, this is, she already knew, like she, she knew things were happening. I mean, but she didn't know that I was capable of that. I don't think. Um, I said, you know, I feel like dad's with me. Are you open for me to try to see what comes through? And she's like, yeah. And so two hours later, <laughs> we're like, 
what just happened? It was my first reading. He brought through things that I, I and I asked him, I said, don't tell me things I already know because it's I'm going to get in my head then. Tell me things I don't know. Um, Things about their past, things that happened before I was born, um, all kinds of stuff, like even down to the fact that she was feeding a stray cat uh and I obviously didn't know about it the color of it like all kinds of stuff about this like things about out in the shed she was looking for something specifically I actually just shared this on my uh I have a Facebook page called the intuitive rising community um and I it's a private page so if anybody's interested in joining it's just kind of like a community for like-minded people I shared thank you I shared a blog that I wrote from back that in that time right after that reading happened Cause all of this just happened. This, all of this started for me in like March. Right. So this is the month when everything started to come together four years ago. And in that conversation, uh, she was like, I'm looking for something of his, I would love to know if he could show me where it was. So he walked me through and he showed me where it was. And so in that blog post, that Facebook post, actually in the comments, you can see a picture of my mom posting the thing that I described and how she found it in the very thing that I described. So after that experience, I was like, holy crap, um, I'm a medium. And I I can be kind of impulsive sometimes, especially if I feel really passionate about something. <laughs> the next day I created a Facebook page group um, called, I think at first I called myself Amy Brooks intuitive medium. I love it. <laughs> but I was, I was literally that sure and confident of it that I would call myself that. The day. I got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps again. What is going on with me right now? <laughs> like you're yes. feeling it. You're feel- I'm feeling yeah, the, it the day after. And so- then three days later, I registered my business. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I and still I like, haven't done okay. that. Oops. <laughs> oopsies I am terrible anyway no I need to do that good thanks for the reminder you're welcome but that's it felt like something was moving through me though like that wasn't something that I would maybe do that early that quickly but it was like something was like it's go time it's now you're not sitting on it you're doing it and I did it and I'm so glad I did yeah um yeah here we are now (laughs) wow oh that's I, I love it. I love that you felt that certainty. It was spirit was like saying like, okay, this is your path now. Like this is, you know, you're doing this. And I love that you had that confidence, like you in, you know, in the direction that you're going in. That's so, so amazing. Which is funny because uh, I don't normally have that confidence or at least I didn't before I did this work. Now I feel a little bit more confident. Yeah, cool. That's and that's a whole other podcast about Mm -hmm. confidence and developing your spiritual gifts because I think that that's the thing that holds most people back is Mm -hmm. confidence and trusting the messages that are coming through. Is like, am I crazy? Am I making this up? And and it's like having trust and confidence and in relaying those those messages. That could be a whole other uh, podcast episode. Mm -hmm. I do want to know about maybe before before we go and we might have to have a part two with you Mm -hmm. if you come back and explain more the specifics about your sessions and things like that but I kind of wanted 
just, I'm sure the, the audience would be, or the listeners would be interested in knowing like about your like development of mediumship. Like, are you self-taught? Like, did you take courses? Like, how did you develop this gift? I'm self-taught. So I've never taken a course. Yeah. I, so you haven't taken any course, nothing. That's amazing. Yeah. I will say that I did, although, you know, I launched my business three days after I kind of came out as a medium, I, I wasn't take paying clients for a few months. Like I was just offering practice readings. I needed that experience. I didn't feel comfortable um, taking somebody's money um, without being able to feel pretty confident that I'd be able to deliver. Um, so I, I needed that practice to be able to feel that way. And actually it was a, it was a, a person that I did a practice reading on that actually said, so I know that you would say no to this, but I've already gone ahead and I've already sent you money in an EMT because you, that's an email money transfer. If yep. you are not Canadian, <laughs> um, because she said, you're ready to be paid. And it was, I took that as a sign from spirit. Okay. I'm ready to be paid. So the next day I started charging, but it was like $25. Um, and I only did email or messenger reader readings. I would not, I didn't want to do anything like this because I was afraid to be seen. Oh yeah. I get that. (laughs) It took a year for me to, of doing those, which by the way, are way harder because you're doing it alone by yourself and you're not only interpreting the messages, then you're typing it out. And I put it in this like really pretty PDF. It was like, almost like a, it's a keepsake. Those people have those still, right. Um, It took so much work. And after 11 months of doing that, I was drained and I actually felt like I didn't want to do it anymore. So Hmm. I took a month off, like had like an identity crisis and I'm like a spirit, like guide me because I don't know what to do. And they said, you need to be seen. You need to interact with people. You need to, you need to get out from behind the screen. And Hmm. so I started doing Facebook live demonstrations. I think a lot of intuitives have a fear of being seen and maybe in a Mm -hmm. past lifetime have been persecuted Mm -hmm. for their gifts and have a, have a fear of being heard and seen. So that's right. So yeah, we're, we're facing our fears with this, using our yeah. throat chakras today. And, and I was facing my fear when I found out yours was a video that mine was going to be on video. I was like, ah, panicking. And I think I have a fear of being seen too. So mm-hmm. it's good being challenged to come out of mm-hmm. your comfort zone. It's interesting. I have a question because in some of the little, again, when I was in that spiritual circle with like Squamish medium. There's mo- I was the only at, at the time I didn't even have Reiki. I was an Akashic records reader that, and, and in this year I was in it for a year, I think this community, and we would, um, practice, we would do practice sessions on each other every week. And I wasn't even attuned to Reiki at that time. I was just doing Akashic records, but most people were mediums and there'd be live teachings all the time. There's a lot of stuff on mediumship. So I've been exposed to stuff Mm -hmm. about like mediumship and they always talk about developing a, what is it called? Like your own personal reference library. Yes. And like, do you have that? Like, do you, that certain, if you see a motorcycle, like I've heard before, you know, you see a motorcycle and that tells you that that person died of a vehicle in a vehicle accident or like certain images There's mean certain things, but I've, yeah. I've created that, that reference library with spirit. Like I, like sometimes it's been like, okay, every time I see this, 
it means this. So this now is, you know, this is what this means. But there's many times where I will say, I want to see this to tell me this and I'll get it back. So you set the boundaries with spirit and saying, like, yeah, like this is, and we talked, like Amy and I talked about this in, in her, her podcast about how we both set energetic boundaries with our, the clients that we attract. We both said, we both realized today that we've set energetic boundaries that I don't want to attract skeptics. I, I I don't want to attract people who are not open to healing, like people who, you know, if you have a big victim mindset where you want to attach to, you know, your issues and different things, like I don't, I don't want no offense, (laughs) but, but I don't, I only want to attract people who are open to healing, open to guidance and not skeptical. I don't want to prove myself. And Amy said the same, right. Um, But so that's interesting. You tell spirit, this is what I want to see, like for this situation, like this is show me this symbol. Mm -hmm. And yeah, You, you know why that is? It's because I realized that my whole life I was experiencing spirit, but I was like waiting for them to come to me. And that the moment that I took more of an active role and was like, okay, come to me, they came to me. So for me, it's about not like getting out of any sort of passive um, like tendencies and going, okay, this is what I want. Give me this. And they respond, but also knowing like, that's like kind of, uh, and I only do that in the sense of like, okay, I see this symbol and this is what this means. But in terms of information that comes through, I like things to flow. Like if somebody is asking, I have a certain question, I will take the question and I will say, okay, like we will ask the question and sometimes it will come in like really flowy and I'll get exactly what they're hoping for. And there's been times where somebody's asked a very specific question, like, will I stay with the guy I'm with and get married? Right. Like sometimes something super specific like that is asked and, and it will be like crickets. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, This is a purposeful pause. This means we can't know this information because there's moving parts and this is part of your journey. So I can't give you the map because you have to walk the path yourself. So there's like sometimes when I can ask something and I won't get it, but I think it's only if it's something like that, like this, Hey, if we told you how to do this, it, it would take a big chunk of your development and your journey away from you. So I always tell people that like we can ask questions and I'd say 90% of the time it's they're answered. And that's in the Akashic records. It's kind of similar. It's, it's more the best questions to ask are like what, Open-ended. why, how, yeah, not yes or no, because humans yeah. have free will and you can make that's decisions right. that will alter, you know, the end result or the direction right. of your path. And so usually it's like, you know, if they want to know about this relationship you're in, like, it's like, what, what are the learnings from this relationship? What, what are the possible, you know, what are the possibilities if I stay with this person? Like you can ask questions to get more information to help guide you to your own decision. But, and that's why I don't answer yes or no questions or Mm -hmm. will this happen like predictive in that way? Because in the Kasha crackers, I, they give you scenarios and possibilities. I've had clients that have like, you know, have had negative experiences with other readings where they're like, they told me that my sister was going to die. What? They told oh me my that, gosh. Yeah. Like they told me that I was, my husband was cheating on me, like all of this kind of stuff. Oh. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. Right. Like I am, you have to be ethical if you're doing this work. Right. So for yes. me, 
For me, there's some hard no's. There's non-negotiables with spirit for boundaries. Don't tell me if somebody's going to die. Yeah. No, thank you. Don't tell me if somebody's sick. No. And I used to like, people would ask me, can we talk about health stuff? I'd say no right to them. But over time, I noticed that sometimes spirit would like organically give me things about potential health things. And I realized I was looking at them the wrong way. And if they're coming through organically, it's it, like every single time something comes through organically like that, it's it's to validate something the person's already thinking about or already knows. Like, so I might say like, I have something coming in about the thyroid. Does this make sense for you? Yes, I'm just thinking about that, right? Things yeah. like that might come in or like, okay, I feel like there's a dairy allergy, right? Like, like, oh my God, yes. So things like that will come in about health in the body to help the person heal and in what they need to know about the body but like things about if somebody's sick or going to die are hard nose for me yeah I don't think that's ethical no I don't have any scary like I think people do get nervous going into these readings too and it's like in mine never anything scary and predictive Mm -hmm. in nature like that it's it's sometimes there are things like like that come up in my readings around inner, like not inner, but childhood traumas and things. And, you know, that might be uncomfortable for Mm -hmm. people, but again, I always trust with Reiki. It's, it's a highly intelligent energy and, and and in the Akashic records they you will only be revealed information you are ready to hear. And, and that's always been my experience and it's never anything scary or anything out of your control. It's always something that is going to help you heal on the healing path is what my experience. That's my experience too, with the, with mediumship for me, like if something's coming through and I might be like, Oh spirit, this is like going there. Right. Um, like I'm thinking of a reading, this very anonymous, something was coming up about like womb trauma. And I'm like, Oh spirit, like, do we really have to go there? This is (laughs) like a sensitive subject. So I said to the person, something's coming in about womb and some healing. Is it okay to go there? And she's like, Oh my God, I set my intention. I wanted to talk about this. So I have learned to trust, like, okay, if we're going there, it's for a reason, it's it's for a reason. And I, but I always make sure and ask, is it okay that we go down this road? And they're like, yes. Um, But I think it's really important when you're choosing a reader that you, you do your investigation, right? Like I always say that to my clients, I've had people message me. I'm like, I don't know, because I've had bad experiences before. And I'm like, Hey, take your time. Like, I'm not going to force you to get a reading. If I might not be the right person, this person might be the right person. Yeah. I don't care. Right. That's I, that's exactly how I feel. Like I'm not meant for anyone, everyone. And it's like, whoever I do believe and trust that the people who are meant to work with me will work with me and they will find me. And some people might be better served by someone else. And it's not, it's, it's just, everybody has their unique gifts and, and I believe and I think it sounds like you believe the same thing is the right people will find us and the people that we will can help in some way yeah it reminds me of like so I do like a higher self reading I know this is not mediumship but I connect to people's higher self and I offer it as a like a total reading just on higher self and one of the I always ask the same five questions in every reading um and the second one is all about no I think maybe I don't know second or third question I asked is about energetic frequency so I I tap into that person's energetic frequency and so I explain this as like this is the energy of you um you know like words unspoken like how like how your energy is kind of communicating and what's it what is it doing 
um, with other people. And I feel like this is explained by, I'm really drawn to this person. Oh, I don't know what this is, but I'm repelled by this person or somebody might be repelled by us. Right. And I don't know about you, but that used to really bother me if somebody didn't like me. Well, and yeah. And then I found right? out I have an, a re- manifest a repelling aura. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think that what I, when I hear repelling, I just feel intuitively choosy. Yeah. Aligned, aligned. People. I like, I like that reframe because I, yeah. And repellent is it, it can nice magnetize word. people as well. Apparently yeah. the manifestor aura, but it's a good reframe in that is like you're it's filtering out the people that don't right. resonate with you. So that's it's, right. it's, it's setting some boundaries and that's something I've struggled with in the past. So I have to reframe it and be like, okay, thank you aura for setting some boundaries for me. Right. <laughs> for helping me be choosy with my energy yeah. or like, you know, yeah. But the reason I bring that up is because learning about a person's kind of energy frequency, uh, there's a ripple effect, right? So the people you're drawn to are going to be naturally drawn to you. Uh, and there's a reason energetically, right. Yeah. Uh, and there's people that you're just not meant to serve in this lifetime and that's okay. Uh, yeah. and energy isn't personal. So that actually was one of the most life-changing things for me because I got over the obsessive, like, I have to prove myself to this person. I have to make them like me. Yeah. And if they don't like me, it's the end of the world. Energy yeah. is energy. If if you're not meant for me, you're not meant for yeah. me. It doesn't matter how much I sell myself to you. You're not going to get yeah. me. I love, I love that as a recovering people pleaser, trying to convince people, like trying to make everybody like me. And it's like, and I think again, with me, with my repelling aura, I, I, a lot of manifestors are people pleasers because they have seen people turn away from them. And no matter what they've done, these people still don't like them. They're like, what the heck? And now I'm like, okay, okay. doesn't matter what you do. And it's not, not just manifestors, person. but like, what's the saying is like, you could be the juiciest peach on a tree, this beautiful, delicious peach. And some people just don't like peaches. Don't like peaches. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking too, it's coming to mind that we are both five ones in human oh, design, right, right? Right, right, right. So the, the five being <laughs> like the heretic, like I, we can be somebody's savior if the energy is right, right? Like we're yeah. like, oh, okay. Ooh. Or the bad guy. But, but the bad guy, if somebody doesn't get you, right? And yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure we see that both working with energy. I'm sure yeah. there's going to be somebody that's like, you're a fraud. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The five one. Oh, sometimes right. the bane of my, uh, stresses me out and the projections, but that's a whole other, that's another, there could be like 10 podcasts in this. Um, but yeah, we actually probably should wrap it up for today. Although I'd love to, to talk, talk longer, I but know. It, it would be great if you could come back um, cause I do have some more questions and I feel like people would be would interested in them just, just around the specifics of like what to expect in a mediumship reading and, you yeah, know, sorry, we didn't get to those. No, things. no, gosh, no, it, exactly. What came through was meant to come through. So, um, before we go, just, if you could let us know, you know, maybe what you're, what you're working on now or focusing on now or going to be focusing on in the future and like how people can work with you or connect with you. That would be Mm -hmm. wonderful. Sure. Thank you. Um, so you can, my handle everywhere is the intuitive rising. So on Facebook and Instagram, um, and, uh, I am on TikTok, but I don't update very regularly. Same. I my website, wrote. my website is theintuitiverising.com. Um, my email is actually mediamamybrooks at icloud.com, but we can put that in the show notes if need be, but you can, you can actually reach me right through the website, um, or on Instagram, if you wanted to, uh, 
DM me. Uh, what am I working on? So I am kind of a jack of all trades. I feel like you were kind of talking about that too. Like well, there's so many interests and so many things to do. And I have always heard like with business training, stay in your lane. And I'm just like rebelling against that. And I'm like, I cannot, there's too same, much. I cannot same. stay in the lane. And that's just the way it is. And I'm okay with that. So like, I've got two podcasts, right? I got the Intuitive Rising podcast, which is my solo podcast. I've also been co-hosting a podcast with my friend and fellow Canadian medium, Aaron. It's called Soul Rising. So we've been, there's like 60 some odd episodes of that available. Um, I do one of like private readings. Um, I do group readings mediumship intuitive develop um, sorry intuitive guidance which was more like a psychic reading past life readings uh higher self readings um i've heard from at least 10 people since the new year uh are you offering reiki yet so um i i, I meant it. to respond to that so that's something that's kind of in the works and will be happening i'm hoping in the next like five six months um we're just kind of in, like you said, mentioned maybe at the beginning of this, we're in the process of selling our house and moving back out east. So things are kind of um, don't know about adding new things right now, but definitely before the end of the year. Uh, I'm also just um, by response, I'm a resp generator. So I'm responding to the universe. <laughs> I had two different people in the last two weeks ask me if I would offer an inner child healing session. So wow, I, I love that. Amazing. Yeah, so I haven't put that out on my website yet. They're just like booking intuitive guidance readings and saying focus on inner child healing. So that's probably something that I will make more of a, a standalone offer. Um, and I've also been working on for a very long time and have not put it out there yet. I'm working on a mediumship development course. So oh, cool. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I want to help people tap into this themselves if they feel called and Amazing. empower them to be able to do so. I've had a few people go, I can't wait till you and Kate do something together. <laughs> so we'll have to do that for our Atlantic Canada listeners and friends. We'll have to do a, yeah, I, yeah. Retreat. You said something about a retreat. And it's so that funny. Like I am like, I think I am being called, as I told you, like getting more, more messages around community and that like connecting with people and establishing mm -hmm. community. And, but it's like, there's part, there's one part of me, the empath introvert that that scares the heck out of me. I'm like, you mean I have to go out of my home and interact with people. <laughs> it's so much safer in here in my little hidey hole. Um, I feel but, the same, but I think I'm being pushed towards that. So the idea of a retreat kind of, um, is exciting to me, but terrifies me at the same time. So that might be a good sign actually. <laughs> yeah. Same, same. And, you know, I just remind myself, but these are aligned people, right? Like we've yeah. set our boundaries with spirit. The spirit, the spirit world knows that only aligned like-minded souls right. that are ready to learn and heal are going to show up. So I right. just, we can remind ourselves that as we plan it. Right. No energy vampires, please. Energy vampires need not apply. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and I keep in my mind hearing about 2025. So maybe that's when it will happen. Okay. I don't know. I was told once in a reading that when I was 45, I'd be truly living my life's purpose. So, hey. I think you're, I think you're well on your way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Thank, you're well on thank your you way. so much, Kate. Yeah, no, thank you so much for you know, taking the time to chat with me. And I know my listeners are going to really enjoy this episode. Um, so thank you so much. And thank hopefully you. someday we can get you back for a part two. Yeah, and, I'd love that. And dive more deeply into kind of some things within the realm of mediumship. 
Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Amy. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. I had to come back here to say that when I was editing this, going through it and listening to my rendition of this is how we do it. I was very embarrassed at my lack of knowledge of the lyrics. And also I even thought that I never did think it was, and I reached for my homies. I was like, no, I always thought it was, I reach for my Yanni. I don't know why I said homies, but Yanni isn't any different. I have no idea what a Yanni is, but I thought it was, and I reach for my Yanni and I turn it up. Designated driver, take the keys to my truck. Okay. It's, and I don't even know if I said that it's actually designated driver. I just looked up the lyrics, take the keys to my truck. This guy's a poet. Y'all Montel Jordan, like designated driver, take the keys to my truck. Like that is lyrical magic. Anyway, um, I just had to clarify that. I didn't think it was homies. I thought it was Yanni. So now, now, you know, um, okay. Have a great weekend, everybody. If you, uh, want to find me, come hit my Instagram up and we can chill. Okay. This is when I say stupid things. So I'm going to go now. Bye.